both days I had overwhelming feelings of just like, like we are exactly where we are supposed to be. That is Anna. I'm Michael. Together we are the Admires, and this is Admire the Vegans podcast. Welcome back, and thank you all for your support on the first two episodes. It's been neat hearing the feedback and just seeing the fact that you all are, are listening. And we're getting you know quotes from from friends and family that uh, we know you are actually listening. So that's really sweet. Uh, this episode three is actually two conversations about one weekend from a visit to the Iowa Farm Sanctuary on Saturday in Oxford, Iowa. And that was just incredibly wonderful. To Omaha, Nebraska, where Anna and I participated in our first organized trail running event, the Goats, the Goats Trail Running. Uh, it was it was neat. It was really cool, and also a blur of a weekend. But the definition of fulfilling. This is a unique episode, and it's a little bit longer. So let's get into it. It is Admire the Vegans podcast like you have never heard it before. <laughs> we are in a hotel room in Omaha, Nebraska. Uh, Anna just cooked a meal in here as we are carb loading uh, for an event tomorrow, which we'll get to in a second. And uh, man, it is uh, we're finishing up, wrapping up a long day and about to get ready for even a longer one <laughs> tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Uh, Anna, it's been an emotional day in like so many ways, uh, but we are here now. We're having a conversation. It is 6.20 at night. Almost bedtime. Almost bedtime. <laughs> we are going to end this and uh, <laughs> go to bed because yeah. we, got, we got a big day tomorrow. But yeah, how, how are you? Uh, how are you feeling right now? I'm doing okay. I'm kind of, yeah, there's just a lot going on. So I'm a little anxious, but yeah, it was a really good day overall. Yeah, it was a really special day. Um, we traveled all across Iowa and into Nebraska. Uh, and, you know, it's two-sided. We had a really emotional morning and just kind of hit us in one way. And then, you know, we get to Omaha and we're preparing for kind of, you know, turning our minds another direction. And you know, sometimes that can cause uh, frustrations and tensions. <laughs> and so, uh, that is why we are recording this at 6.20 and maybe not 5 o'clock. Mm -hmm. uh, but um, uh, that's what it's all about. I mean, we, uh, it's, been a, it's been a challenging day, uh, to say the least. And we've put a lot on our plate. Um, and, <laughs> you know, sometimes when you put a lot on your plate, it gets a little lopsided and uh, tips over a little bit. But I'm happy to be here and, and talking with you. Yeah, we're here. We are here. Okay, so this uh, unique road trip, was originally planned about two and a half months ago is when we started planning this. And it was around the Goats Trail Run. Uh, so <laughs> Goats is a greater Omaha area trail runners association. We like the name. Uh, we, you know, and we've really liked 
trail running. I, I kind of started, and we talked about this in the last one, but uh, we started, or I started trail running uh, quite a bit last October, about this time. You know, we went to Sedona last year. We hiked, and we we were, just love that outdoor, love that experience. And then so, like, how do we, you know, kind of lock this up at home? And we just started Googling trails, and we found a lot of really good trails around. And, you know, mm-hmm. there, there's a lot of good stuff in uh, in Des Moines. Just hop on uh, Facebook and, and you'll find your way to a trail if you're interested. But kind of got into that. And then winter hits. We kind of ran a little bit through winter. And then in the spring, we really started running. And um, from there, we were like, let's do something. like Let's find an event where we can go and and do. And it just took a little while to find the right weekend where we had some free time. And just the right event that kind of fit some of the needs that both of us had and, and what we wanted to do with this kind of first event. Um, so yeah, it's, it's something we're, we're really looking forward to. And I mean, I, I know when you first started trail running, uh, both of us really, we would do that 5k loop around Brown's woods and I couldn't oh my gosh. make it around without stopping. I was going to say, I was so excited if I like made it to the halfway point. I, that was like the goal. It was the first goal. I was like, Oh my gosh, I just want to finish the loop. And I didn't really think about going, um, farther than one time around the loop. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, I don't know. And then I just really got into uh, like being out in the nature. Um, for me is like, I just explain it to people. Like it's so different. I bet if I went and tried to run 10 miles on the pavement, like I don't think, I really don't know if I could do it. Um, and but something like being on the trail you never know what like deer is going to pop out in front of you mm-hmm. or um I don't know it just seems it even though we run like the same Brownswoods trail every single week uh, multiple times I still feel like it's a little different each time because things are changing with it and I just love it so anyways yeah I just have found it to be like kind of grounding for me it's extremely grounding and yeah. it's, it's, it is a, such a connection to nature yeah. and one that, you know, you can get camping for sure. Mm-hmm. It's just a, you know, more, uh, you're just exerting more effort when, you, when you're out there and it is challenging and you're surrounded by the trees and the wind and the elements uh, and all the other elements. But also like, you know, we started running kind of this time last year. So, you know, we ran with the first snowfall last yeah. year and then we ran when it was snow packed and then we got out there and couldn't wait to get around brown's woods when you know the snow f- started melting and then it becomes green and then through the summer it's like extremely hot and then now like the leaves are falling again so the track is has yeah. leaves all over and acorns all over it yeah. and so what, to your point like we have literally seen it change it's different every time we're out there but we have now seen it you know go through the seasons and that's that's really neat too mm-hmm. yeah and um, I find, like, with trail running, just, like, another reason why I love it, um, like, with, it's, I feel like I can pace myself a little bit better, too, because there's so many different, like, inclines and things like that that, like, you kind of have to. And for me, like, when I was running on pavement and stuff, it just, like, gets a little repetitive. And, yeah, I don't know. Just it's, trying to get to the end. Yeah. Well, well, we'll finish up. So we start this episode just kind of talking about um, the event that kind of brought us to where we are right now. And 
uh, we'll, we'll finish with that too. So I guess we'll just give like the layout. So yeah. we're going to talk about today, uh, it being Saturday, and we'll, we'll chat about kind of what happened today, and we'll end with where the day ends, and then we'll pause, and then we'll, uh, we'll record, you know, Monday night, uh, maybe Tuesday night, uh, whatever kind of works on our schedule, uh, reflection of what goes down tomorrow. Uh, but we'll fully explain what goes down tomorrow uh, a little bit later in, in this episode here. Uh, so to add on to this weekend, so we've already planned this you know, race, this trail run in Omaha. Uh, we're, we're scrolling through Instagram, and here comes the Iowa Farm Sanctuary with a new event, the inaugural Carl's 5K. And it's Saturday morning in Iowa City, and we're like, we can make it happen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so... So why not? And it's something we've always wanted to do. We've always wanted to get to the Iowa Farm Sanctuary. But again, you know, finding the right time to, to slide over there and uh, be able to make it, just I hadn't been able to do it yet. Mm-hmm. And so this was like the perfect reason to go over there. We can do a little 5K, do a little activity, uh, support you know the Carl's 5K run, support the Iowa Farm Sanctuary. And you know, we we're planning on doing this with your sister, brother-in-law, yeah. and their three kids. Yes, we were so excited. But uh, they got sick, and so yeah. um, they were unable to come this weekend, which kind of stinks. Yes, but we'll we'll all go together. Yes, again soon. It, it's it's going to happen. Yeah. Um, so to kind of begin this, and I think the best place to start is just kind of by describing exactly what the Iowa Farm Sanctuary is, and through that. I think people will be able to understand you know, what even a, a farm sanctuary is uh, or farmed animal sanctuary is because they're some of the best of the best. Yeah. Well, I'll just start by um, just like reading their mission because I think their mission is awesome. Um, I just found this on their website, iowafarmsanctuary.org. Um, and, yeah, I just feel like it's great. Um, our mission at Iowa Farm Sanctuary is we provide a safe haven to rescued farm animals in need of love and compassion while providing humans the opportunity to experience the unique sentience and intelligence found within these animals. Um, And so, yeah, I mean, that's their mission statement, and it is that and everything else when you go and visit. Um, It's co-owned by a couple, Sean and Jared Camp, um, and they have, like, amazing workers there. We realized that mm-hmm. today. Um, helpers, workers, volunteers, just everyone there. Um, and, yeah, I mean, it's just, that's just pretty. Their mission is very straightforward yeah, as the, far as, yeah. Their mission is cool. And did you have the three kind yeah. of bullet points of what they do there? Because it is, you know, they rescue farm animals, but then they also do so much more. So I think that would be a a good place to go to next is just kind of talk about those those three areas. Yep, they said they're infiltrating the epicenter through rescue, activism, and education. Um, and, yeah, they really go into detail about how, um, you know, obviously they're there to rescue. They said all animals that come to them are rescued in some, like, way, shape, or form, mm-hmm. um, whether it's just, like, being saved from being on someone's plate or – um, before someone else gets to them or if they're injured or ill, just kind of, um, yeah, they take all rescues. And, um, then the education part, they are looking to bring education into 
the sanctuary to educate humans on the impact of everything and then activism. Um, I mean, they are just, yeah, living, breathing, all of that. So it just is really cool. Yeah, it's it's a really impressive place. Yeah, um, I know it gets me so pumped. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and one of their residents, one of their longtime and very popular residents was a steer named Carl. And Carl recently passed away. And in his honor, they wanted to do something to, you know, kind of keep his – uh, tradition and, and his spirit continuing on at the farm sanctuary at the Iowa farm sanctuary. And we never met Carl, unfortunately. Uh, but, uh, they did when we, when we showed up there, they handed everybody a card with a little bit of information on Carl and who he was. Uh, so I do want to read that. We'll see if I cry. <laughs> it's, it's really good. I definitely, it yeah. kind of, it kind of gets me too. Okay. So here we yeah. are. So bear with us. <laughs> All right. Carl was a charming, charismatic, and mischievous soul. His personality was truly larger than life. While most people knew him as a handsome, towering, stoic steer, Carl was so tiny, sick, and malnourished on the day of his rescue that he almost didn't survive. Because Carl was born in the dairy industry, he was viewed as waste product, as male calves can't produce milk. The number 527 was glued to Carl's newborn body, and he was sent to auction to be sold for veal. When Carl was too weak to walk out on the auction floor, Iowa Farm Sanctuary was able to secure his freedom. Even though his chances for survival were low, Carl went on to beat all odds, growing big and strong and flourishing in his life at the sanctuary. Carl loved nothing more than attention, admiration, giving kisses, and receiving Peppermint treats. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Carl made the world a better, brighter, and more beautiful place, and his legacy will live on forever and always in our hearts. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that's uh, it's, it's beautiful. You know, maybe hearing that the words are, are wonderful, uh, but you know, being there and, and seeing yeah. seeing how uh, the animals are treated and. Uh, your your sister is in the prog process mm -hmm. of building a farm sanctuary. Yep. Happy Hearts and Hooves. And they're well on their way. They still have some of the legalities to get through. Mm -hmm. uh, but they have a, a farm full of alpacas, goats, pigs. What am I missing? Alpacas, goats, pigs. That's that's, that's all. It. Yeah, that's it. And then and then, and then all then, their kids and, then, <laughs> and there the, are other animals and three kids <laughs> the real animals no uh, yeah so we we knew you know you know a little bit of like farm animals and yeah. even alpacas and goats and you start to kind of understand like how sentient they are mm -hmm. and, and see how smart they are you know the you know when you feed the pigs they, you know they run up to you with their tails wagging they yep. love belly rubs and all those mm -hmm. things but today was a was a totally different experience yeah that was like a standout for me um yeah, like when we, I think the first thing I like really said when we were walking around was it was just like shocking to me. I don't know what I was expecting. And I know like I've seen, yeah, like you said, I've seen Katie's animals grow from being little piglets, you know, mm -hmm. the pigs and they're a lot bigger now, um, but they are not anywhere near full grown. And to see like animals at their like normal, what they're supposed to naturally be, like healthy, thriving, living. I mean, that was just like, oh my gosh, I've never seen a 
full-grown pig. And I've never seen, like, a full-grown, um, I mean, up close and personal, like, steer. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, it was just, I don't know why that, like, I mean, I do know why, but that, like, just, like, straight up. I was like, oh, my gosh, this is, like, exactly how it's supposed to be. And they were just so... Yeah, I don't know. So they happy. just looked so happy. <laughs> yeah, you could you could see yeah. it. Yeah. And and they're also friendly. And Sean Camp, who you mentioned as one of the co-owners or co-founders uh with you know with her husband, um, she uh she helped Katie get mm-hmm. Cody, yeah. who is their first piglet. So yeah. um uh, they're yeah, one of their first piglets. Yes. Uh their <laughs> first piglet from yeah, from from Rescued baby from, all the way yeah. up and first first uh rescue in that sense. Um so yeah, just uh Really, really cool. All right, so yes. I, I wanted to go through this day just like how we experienced it mm-hmm. at, at the Iowa Farm Sanctuary. Um, yeah, it's a it's a five k. You know, we're, we're there. We're gonna walk it to save our legs for today. But yeah. we get there, and you know, it's the the drive from Des Moines uh, down I eighty East towards Iowa City. You get off at the Oxford exit, which is just a little bit uh, prior to yeah Iowa City. And you go through, you know, a cute little town. And yeah, it's, Oxford's cute. It's, it's really neat. And you kind of go through some winding roads and work your way uh, to the sign. And there's a gate. And it's, you know, exactly where you're pulling into. And, you know, at first look, it looks like a farm. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it looks like a farm that has been kind of updated to be prepared to do like a wedding or you know, like a multi-purpose type farm. Yeah, like very well kept. Very, yeah. very well kept. Yes. And then you pull in and you see that it's, you know, one of the barns is like a merchandise barn. And mm-hmm. it's like, okay, we're going to check that out. And then they have the tents all set up and we start to kind of work towards, you know, the, the right-hand side, you work off the gravel and everything really opens up. Mm-hmm. You can really see, you know, they have, the, they have a cute house there on the property. Such a cute house, And then yeah. just uh, acres and acres of well-groomed, uh, well-fenced. Oh my gosh, And yeah. we're just extremely well-kept uh, property where the animals are are roaming yeah. and yeah and what were like your first it went back like way further than um what i i don't really know what i pictured as far as like oh we're gonna go walk around the sanctuary but mm-hmm. i mean it was like yeah it was huge um and all the animals had like their own if they wanted their own personal space like it was i mean there was more than enough um each kind of there was some that were like off kind of individually by themselves. And then there were some that, um, you know, like you had some, um, goats and like cows and stuff together. And I don't know, it was just really, it, I was so excited. <laughs> yeah. Some of the residents got their own suite, but I think yeah. that was by design. And yes, then some yeah. of the residents were able to kind of roam together, yeah. uh, which is, which is really neat. So, yeah. but yeah, so yeah. Um, but the gift shop was like, oh, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I want to talk about our new swag. <laughs> yeah, I, I was going to start the whole podcast by bragging about our, our new swag. I know, we don't have our camera on this right now to show it off. Well, but well, we have phones, so we can make it work. We'll take but a pick. We'll yeah, take no, a I love them. It's the most comfortable sweatshirt I've literally ever owned. It's unreal. And I think one of the sweatshirts, if you purchase one, it goes to a week's worth of care mm-hmm. for one of the residents. If so we were rich, we would buy all of the sweatshirts. Buy all the sweatshirts. <laughs> So that's that's really neat. And yeah, yeah so comfy, cool logos. Uh, my mine says Iowa Farm Sanctuary on it, established twenty fifteen, Oxford, across the chest, and it's just kind of like that, you know, athletic print on the front, kind of like an old school 
athletic print, and then you kind of have the logo. Yeah, I have their logo, and it's like a mint green. Yeah, we both went green. Yes. Hmm. So predictable. I, but I legit don't have any green in my closet. It's all blue. It's all blue or red. Gotta right get now. more green. Blue, white, red, or just white, gray, black. Yeah, true. Simple. For basic. <laughs> very basic. All right, so uh, we go to the beginning of the 5K. It's about a one-mile loop that that we're doing. And so we get three laps around, essentially. To but you joked, you were like, I don't think we're going to be able to get, like, we might just finish one lap. Yes. In the amount of time allotted, because, if, and also if we wanted to run today, like if we were going to run, I don't think no. we would have been able to. No, because you just have to like you just stop and you pet every single one, <laughs> and they're so nice. They all come up to the fence and just. Ugh. And there are like kittens out there as well, and the kittens are adorable. You're just like walking along, and you. I mean, one like, oh, this is so bad. What are the orange cats called? I think they're just oh, yeah. Are they, is that a kind? I don't know. I, I, I'm sure it is. I'm not a cat person. Oh. I'm not like a, you know, like a, I don't know the breeds yes. of cats. <laughs> um, we love all animals, Michael. Yes, yes I do. <laughs> no, um, the, yeah, but there would be like one orange cat pop out and you're like, oh, and then like three more would pop out out of the grass, like at you. And you're like, oh my gosh, it was just really cute. Yeah. So it's like, what other 5K can you go to? And you can carry a cat while you're doing it. Like, it was just so cool. Yeah, it was awesome. Anyways, yeah. So you start the 5K, and they did it. They started the 5K with a cowbell, which was perfect <laughs> for Carl. And you start running, and you come up on the chickens and their, their chicken coop. And one of the things that really stood out to me, what I really like, it was when they have the – Everything's well designed. There's plenty of space for all of the animals, but then also uh, they had at every single on every single fence information about mm -hmm. those uh, residents there and where they came from and maybe where some of the their family members had gone to and, and hadn't made it. So yeah, um, yeah it, was, it was cool, kind of getting that educational piece. Yeah. Uh, we didn't spend a lot of time with the chickens, but they were there they just were clucking around. Mm -hmm. And then you go on, and this one was crazy for me. Yeah, were, were the turkeys, and they were you know the uh, they weren't wild turkeys. They were they, beautiful. They were beautiful. You know, they were the, the, yeah. the very white uh, turkeys that you would see. Um, you know, that are typically your Thanksgiving turkey, uh, and mm. they were. The biggest cheerleaders along the route. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Every single time people would go back or by, they'd like put their little butt feathers up. Yeah. Like, you know. They were, they were like in full strut. Yeah. And they, yeah. they were going in packs. So they would, you know, whenever somebody would run, they'd be at the front of the fence and then follow <laughs> along. And yeah. Uh, They're really cute. I, had I have never seen. I mean, I don't know where I would have seen turkeys before. well the only turkey we, one time we went camping remember we were oh gosh, walking we around and you jumped you jumped the turkey yeah yeah <laughs> we, we were camping uh back it was like 2017 i remember because oh it was, gosh, it was a year before that. our wedding we're like let's go camping you know one year out and we were like walking around just kind of checking out nature and a turkey jumped in yeah. front of you it, uh, it scared the crap oh out of me oh my gosh i forgot yeah. about that well, yeah, so that's yeah, what that's it, a wild turkey. It, yeah, that's a wild turkey. Yeah. You know the brown ones, yeah. and then these were the the white ones. And I, I had never seen those up front or up close, and they're beautiful. They're and so beautiful. They they got a little little personality, a little swag. I feel yeah. like they were like <laughs> kind of confident walking around that place. 
All right, so then you you move on a little bit. You go past the chickens and the turkeys, and then I believe it, his name is Otis. Oh, I think I oh. wish I got uh, triple check, but you come up. I on know Otis we were kind of looking. We're like, oh, are we? Otis yeah. is a sheep, and mm-hmm. Otis I, was by himself because you know apparently he he has to be you know away. He's kind of by nature an aggressive animal, but he's like the sweetest. He loved you. I was going to say, man, well, and I think he loved everyone because yeah, I was oh, like, yeah. oh my gosh. It's like, I think Otis and I like have a thing. I think we're <laughs> best friends. And then I turned back around and he was like snuggled up next to someone else. Yeah. There, the were, fence too. there were people coming back. <laughs> so I was like, okay, I won't take it personal. Yeah. But there, he was just so sweet. He loved all the like pets. Oh yeah. He, he was digging it. Yeah. He was probably like a little flirt. So. <laughs> so we go on from there and then you come up to Buddy and Harpo and Buddy is a three-legged steer and he spends a lot of his time grounded if you will Mm -hmm. he he, uh, doesn't get up and move around too much but he can he can walk and he can run which is really impressive we didn't we didn't see that today because he was just straight up chilling and then harpo is his buddy that has joined a little bit later on was rescued a little bit later on so uh, those two residents get to hang out in the same pen Uh, apparently uh harpo or excuse me apparently buddy wasn't like the, you know, he didn't always love being around other animals or other residents, excuse me, but Harpo just loved yeah, him because Harpo kind of kept his space, but then would come up and yeah. And didn't they? Food. Didn't um, they say that Buddy would sometimes like get picked on a little bit by the other um, residents because he was three legged. Yeah, yeah. So, but I'm glad him and Harpo Harpo. Oh, yeah. I said Harper like Katie. Um, him and Harpo are best friends, so that's yeah. really cute. And I have like a new love for for cows, yeah. and cattle. I mean, they are so cool. I mean, we were we took some video along the way, and Buddy was like bobbing through people, trying to get everybody's attention, like giving us head nods and stuff. And uh, he's all they were. They were both awesome. Yeah. And then kind of that first big turn, if you will, at the uh, at the Iowa Farm Sanctuary come across Angel and Watson. And Angel and Watson are a couple of residents that actually live in the house right now because I believe they're both have paralysis of some sort, whether it's, you know, entirely or their back legs. And they both kind of move by cart mm-hmm. uh, or, you know, by a, a wheeled um, contraption deal. So it they were, they were so sweet. Um, yeah. They were, they were kind of the stars. Yeah. And, Everybody was giving them a lot of attention, so that was uh, that was really sweet. Yeah, yep. I've seen um, pictures of them on their social media. Yeah, and it was. I mean, yeah, I felt like I was meeting a little celebrity in person. Yeah, no <laughs> kidding. It really was. And mm-hmm. sorry if w- you hear like wind blowing through the mics. We are in a hotel room, and it's not great. It is not the greatest. And the AC room. unit. We we're on the opposite side of the room from the AC unit and it's very, very loud. So our apologies. It's only episode three, so we hope you get over it. <laughs> All right. So then you come up to some of the smaller pigs and, you know, and then some of the more free ranging residents kind of like you said, they're at the main kind of main barn area yeah. and they're just hanging out. A lot of good information along that walk, really a, lo- a lot of good signage and, uh, when we were when we were there and everybody kind of gathered at one point and uh, one of the guys there one of the volunteer I don't know if he's a volunteer or you know full time worker but he was 
doing a, a great job of kind of talking to everybody there and you know we're, we're not the you know, there are people that aren't vegan there and there are people that are not vegetarian there mm-hmm. and so it was a uh, it was really cool to watch him talk yeah, to everybody we kind of walked in on the tail end of that yeah. and I kind of wondered like what sparked that like if someone asked mm-hmm. um or if it was like okay we're yeah I don't know it was really and people were listening and he was really nice and yeah. Yeah, it was great. And then we we run across the front part, kind of where we were talking about. We came in, kind of circle around to the backside, and there are all of the the pigs, and they're amazing. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. they you you're talking about it. Um, I've seen pigs up close my entire life, but I'd never seen them like that. So tall and so s- tall, so long and so big, and just like running around the field. Like they were still, you know, that like the puppy size, like the yeah. piglet size, almost like galloping. Yeah. Oh, like yeah. I thought, there's like two specific ones that kind of like, I think we like spooked them a little bit yeah. by coming up, and it was probably like my like hi. It probably was like okay, get away. But um, yeah, they just like kind of full stride. Yeah, it just it was it. I was like, that's just not a pig, yeah. but it is. That's exactly how they're supposed to be. And that's how big Cody and Archibald will get a yes. couple of Katie's rescues. And yep, seeing rescues. seeing them, uh, you know, just seeing these pigs at their full potential, being mm-hmm. able to live out their rightful life was really, really neat. Yeah. And just another, kind of another one of those eye-opening experiences. So, I, yeah, yeah. Um, all right, so then you, you kind of, Work your way around to the backside. It's more just kind of open space. A lot of uh, cattle back there, a lot of cows back there, uh, a lot of steers back there. And then there are some ducks on a pond yes. and some geese. And they were all really neat and very friendly and very mm-hmm. vocal. Yeah. And then you make your way around to the to the main loop again. So we got to do that three times. And each time you got to see something just a little bit different. And, yeah. you know, the... the and residents would kind of move around, so you get a little closer, or they would move away, or they would interact with a different uh, resident. And so each each loop was really neat. And yeah. all along the way, the you know the folks there, the you know amazing volunteers that were there for the route, you know handing out water or just cheerleading. It was a really well done event. It was so special. Yeah. Uh, I'm so happy we went, and that we were able to be a part of it because it was um, it was it was you know, truthfully, one of those things that really hit me, you know, they, we posted this on our Instagram page, but just, you know, with the caption that, you know, Iowa Farm Sanctuary says that, you know, their mo- or one of their mottos is compassion lives here. Mm-hmm. And you could see that. But then there was just like so much more, the feeling you left, it, it, it we were just completely full. Yeah. And it was, it was really neat. Yep. It, um, is, um, like it's being there is like emotional in so many ways I feel um, just as far as yeah you have so many happy emotions and um, this is how they're supposed to be the animals look so happy and then it's like you have an emotion of like okay I just want to go out and um, can just every animal live like this and then I don't know it just it was amazing um, and I'm yeah I'm so thankful that we were there and that they offer that, and I hope that they do that every year. Yeah, oh, 100%. They, yeah. They, they have to do it again, and we need to find 
more ways to get out there because yeah. it, it's it's really neat. Um, so kind of from from there, we're uh, we're kind of wrapped up. You know, the the event had to bounce out early to get to Omaha uh, for uh, tomorrow's fest- festivities. Mm-hmm. But Anna, I was just kind of say, did you have any final thoughts on just just the experience at the Iowa Farm Sanctuary before we kind of tie it up? Um, I just feel like everyone should go experience the Iowa Farm Sanctuary or some sanctuary um, because you can, I feel like you can be at any stage. You can be just a um, vegan, vegetarian, neither of those, and you can still learn so much, um, and it can be so impactful um, just in, you know, any way. Um, so, yeah, no, it was just really, I just think everyone should go see that. Yeah, and and if, just seeing the animals like that, I mean, you don't even have to, yeah. Yeah. Just see them. <laughs> 100%. Uh, yeah. And if, you, if you're if you unable to make it or uh, are unsure at first, I would suggest like, giving them a follow on all their social media yeah. pages, especially Instagram, Iowa Farm Sanctuary. They are fantastic on there. They are always posting cute pictures of rescues and it really tugs at your heartstrings. So yeah, yeah. All righty. I'm just uh, thankful for it. Yep. Yeah. Thank you for for going along with that. And yeah. it did add a an a additional uh, few hours to our to our original <laughs> day. But um, it it's it was it. one of those. It's one of those reasons that we are actually kind of here in Omaha. You know, and I feel really good and filled up and motivated for what we're about to take on tomorrow because of what we experienced today at the Iowa farm sanctuary. Yeah. Because, you know, this event or this day or these 48 hours all began back on March 16th, 2020 for both of us. Mm-hmm. When, when we made the to switch to eating plant-based and then, you know, moving to a vegan lifestyle and one is the animals. Uh, and then also it was kind of the health aspect and, we wanted to to push ourselves a little bit, and uh, trail running kind of became one of those outlets for both of us. Something we both really like to do. Yeah. And so we talked about how much we love it at at the beginning. Um, but also we've now, you know, gotten to this point to where we were ready to kind of take on a new challenge. And you know, early on, especially for me, just I don't know, being a a, a guy, and you know, there's that masculinity talk that is tied into mm-hmm. you know what you eat and all that stuff um you know i uh, it became one of those things that i wanted to in a sense a little bit prove to myself uh, but also wanted to prove to other people that like you can you can literally do anything and i say that every i've said that every podcast but you can literally do anything and so that's where i kind of got to the point today or you know a few months ago where i was like i want to do something crazy and so tomorrow at uh, 3 a.m., I'm taking off on a 50-mile run and going to try to complete it. And that's that's the goal of tomorrow. I've been training for this for a while. And I say we because we have. We've been, you know, spending a lot of time together out on the trails. Uh, we've, uh, you know, you've supported or we've supported each other and you know, making sure we have the right equipment, uh, making sure we have, you know, the proper shoes and socks and all that stuff but then also you know i've <laughs> i've this we may need to tie back this but i've really gotten into crossfit 
and, mm-hmm. and working out and weightlifting and all that stuff because uh, it's a, been a great cross trainer because as soon as I started doing CrossFit um, at, at the Sandlot in West Des Moines, as soon as I started doing that, like the trail running kind of started becoming a little bit easier. Like my legs were always underneath me. My, you know, my back got stronger. So my posture was better and all that stuff. But uh, yeah, both of those things are maybe in the last, uh, in our relationship, I was like, I'll never be vegetarian. Mm-hmm, yeah. Uh, I'll never, I'll never run a marathon because that, I just was never interested in that. And so I've done, I've gone vegan and then. And uh, you said CrossFit. Bit, well, remember, because I was like, you know, I'm vegan, I'm vegan now. Uh, I'm really into trail running. I really want to do like a endurance type race. I was like, but if I ever do CrossFit, that's when you know something's wrong with me. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I found the right gym, found the right group. And I love it. I love it all. So I did ask him, I was like, are you sure yeah. that you're okay? Are we okay? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, a little off topic there, but. Uh, so we're now here in Omaha preparing for that run tomorrow. Uh, we've been planning it all out of, you know, kind of what, uh, you know, what the nutrients have to be along the way and really study that and making sure hydrated and and electrolytes and eating the right things. I've got some bars that I'll I'll be eating. I've got some amazing grass brand, uh, supplements that I'll be taking along for the ride. And then, also a lot of whole foods, uh, sweet potatoes, peanut butter, tor- you know, tortillas. Uh, what else do I have in there? Bananas. Almonds. Almonds. Yeah, just uh, as many whole foods as, as possible, but, you know, some calorie-dense bars and that kind of stuff. So I'll be doing the 50-miler, and Anna, you will be taking off at 8 a.m. on a 10-and-a-half-mile run, yes. which until – what, what was, what's the longest you had run until like we started kind of getting into trail running? Oh gosh. I mean, I think I, I mean, I know I did. I did some five Ks, but, um, which is great. Yeah, um, totally. but then I had kind of like fallen off of that a little bit. And well, I, I feel like, especially with the pandemic, um, I, we like did a lot of running and then when it got into winter time, I kind of, I like just didn't very much I kind of did more just like weight training stuff um so yeah I I mean 10 is the most I've ever run yeah because you completed one yeah in I was like I have to day, know right? that if I just do it yeah but of course it's on the trail that we go to all the time you know that yeah you know every I corner. know the yeah when the inclines come so that makes me very nervous um just because I always get really I like my routine and so not knowing, like, anything about the route, we're in a different state. Um, I'm independent in some ways, but I'm also like, oh, my gosh, I'm going, I'm starting the race, like, without you. Like, you're not going to be there. We, like, start all of our runs together. So that is nerve-wracking. But, um, yeah, so I'm excited. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and I'll will, have, yeah, yeah, I'll hopefully get done it. I mean. Yeah. The hope is like, like you'll be done around 1030 in the morning. Yeah. And then you're going to be. And my, my goal is to finish. Yeah. And the cutoff time is five o'clock, 5 p.m. So it starts at three, 5 p.m.'s cutoff time. I think I can get done before then. Hopefully if everything holds up, you know, if my legs are able to hold up, it's been dicey the last, I don't know, 
four four weeks about four weeks ago i kind of had some you know plantar fasciitis my knee kind of got funky and then i rested and then i like was running like it wasn't even a problem like i was probably my strongest about two or three weeks ago and then i did like kind of one longer run to really test everything my longest run yet which was 15 and a half miles so Yes, I got a long ways to go on top of that, but it was, it was challenging. It was on concrete, and I had, you know, weight lifted the day before to try to tire out my legs, so there was some of that. Like, I was really trying to make sure my legs were tired while I ran that to kind of mimic the harder distance, you know, the later the later part of the run. But that kind of, that kind of gave me a couple days. I had to really rest those couple days, and then, you know, the last – Last two weeks have been, you know, just more focused on between five and ten miles, and I feel like it's gone really well. Yeah, and I feel good coming into tomorrow. But you just never know, like with the lack of sleep, mm-hmm. the uh, not knowing the route, like you were saying. I mean, and I've never run one of these distances. I've never run a trail run, so there's that, like, you know, there's that. Uh, the ribbons they got to follow like that makes me nervous i'm yeah. running at night so i have a headlamp uh it's going to be colder than it has been our entire training the last six to eight months well yeah because it's been like 90 degrees all month yeah. and then all of a sudden this week it's it gonna be f- it's not 40 which yeah that's normal for you know nebraska iowa at this time you know time of year but we just haven't we haven't I know, experienced I just that feel very unprepared for that too yeah so that that'll be sneaky um yeah so one of the questions that I've, and this is kind of how we'll wrap this up before we pause and then mm-hmm. pick it back up after we've completed this, but what would you say your why for competing tomorrow and, and running this 10 and a half mile race? Yeah. Um, I would say because, I would say because I can, um, just because, oh my gosh, wait, I'm, why do I get so emotional? Oh gosh, maybe you should go first. You're um, cute. just cause I can, and there's a, like today was really grounding for me. Oh my gosh, we're not, we're three for three on the podcast <laughs> oh of gosh, Anna crying. crying. <laughs> um, there's just like, ugh, I'm like extra emotional today. <laughs> oh. I would say that because they're like, oh, there's a lot of like beings in this world who can't like live life to their full potential. And I feel like I um, almost like need to for them and then I'm doing that in a way that is not like harming them and it's actually making me healthier um in a way that I personally never experienced just um and so yeah I don't know I'm totally butchering this because I'm worried about crying um so hopefully maybe tomorrow or whenever we do it I'm a little bit more clear but I'm really excited for tomorrow. Um, I feel like we've both grown a lot in the past year. And um, part of that is just like being healthier, like mind and body. And this is just like totally a part of that. 
Um, and it all, I feel like, started on March 16th when we went vegan. So, um, yeah. <laughs> I think that was beautiful. Oh, gosh. I hate that. I'm like, I know you do, my but mouth is like quivering and I sound, yeah. Just don't wipe, <sighs> don't wipe the tears with your mascara on the new Iowa Farm Sanctuary sweatshirt. Okay, I will not. Please. Yeah. No, <laughs> no, I think that was I'm beautiful. so sorry that I was not expecting that. So like that is, that's enough for me for tomorrow. Like hearing your passion and hearing what you're saying, like that's going to echo in my mind at 5 a.m. before the sun comes up. On mile, whatever, eight or nine or ten, like that's that like that kind of stuff is what's what this is all about. Is because when you just put yourself out there, you, me, whoever, when you put yourself out there to try something you've never done, and then maybe push it a little farther, and then push it a little farther, you never know where you're gonna go. You never know if it's gonna end up crying at a La Quinta in Omaha. Oh my gosh, freaking La Quinta. You, you just never know. Um, yeah. And I, you know, when, when yes, there's part of the, the aspect of I really want to prove to myself that, okay, if I'm going to eat this way, I'm going to do these things, I want to prove that, like, I can't, like, I'm not going to just whittle away and become this, you know, skinny vegan that is on life support. I'm going to try to live in a way that, is complementary to that and just lines up with everything else in my life. I want to be, I, ultimately, you know, the person I want to be uh, is is down there somewhere and I'm still trying to kind of pick and prod at some of those areas and make those all those areas better. And I've just found in, um, you know, the, the health area and competition area that like doing these things testing myself and pushing myself to the limits that will, that helps me find kind of that, that deeper self, that deeper meaning. And then, and I hope in return, it becomes, you know, better for you, better for my family, better for, um, the people around me because, you know, I'm able to kind of find that spot and continue to grow as a person. Um, so that's, that's kind of where I'm at. This is by far the craziest uh, athletic challenge I've ever um, been in. And, you know, I was telling you the other night, it's like I have, like, the nerves. I haven't felt like this since maybe, like, high school football, <laughs> which is sad. You know, I just – I haven't had that competitive, but also, like, there's a physical challenge coming and then the excitement, but then also, like, the holy shit. Like, I don't – Am I going to have enough this? Am I going to have enough food? Am I going to have enough electrolytes? Will my legs hold up? Are my feet going to be okay? I'm going to be cold. All those things. <laughs> but at the end of the day, like that's that's why we're doing this. We're there to to push ourselves to to those limits and test those things, and we'll, we'll see what happens at the end of the day. And we'll still um, be at the same place. So we're still still <laughs> the same place, yeah. and we'll f- our f- starting line and our finish line is the exact same. Yeah. So. That's cool. Yeah. Alrighty. Oh, Shall so we pause? Sorry for crying. <laughs> My gosh. Oh, yes, we, we should. Pause. We still have a second half. I know. Yeah, you may cry in the second half. No. Yeah. It was great. All right. Let's pause here. We're going to bed. We'll talk to you on the other side. Bye, guys.
Just like that, we combined to run 60.9 miles and drove another 120 back to Des Moines. Ah, but oh, so much transpired during that quick ATV podcast break. We're back with the Post Goats race recap. And it was a day that started with a 1 a.m. wake up call. It has been an absolute blur mm-hmm. since we recorded that. Are you awake? I mean, barely. I feel like I don't even know like what day it is or what time. I mean, like for example, what it's ten thirty. Yeah, ten thirty on a Tuesday at night. We, you know, you run the, you get up at one a.m. Sunday morning. You have the full day of race activities. We decided to stay in Omaha once we were done. We were both exhausted and hungry and uh, needed a bed and so we found a hotel a much nicer hotel for part two thank for night two and yeah slept as much as we possibly could and then uh, I had to work the next day we actually had a really busy day uh, with my work so I I had to get back to Des Moines at a like relatively decent time uh, which when we planned this I I didn't I thought you know I'd have a little bit more leeway on the front end of, of a Monday uh, then I actually did. And then like you were getting life back together around here. We had yeah. a, a lot of personal stuff we had to take care of. And it's just like, oh my gosh. I feel like I was in like, my brain was still like on 100 though. Yeah. Cause I came home and like for no reason, like tried to redesign our own, like our whole house. <laughs> yes. Our, our house has been redesigned. Cause it's like, I, I don't know. My brain was just not, my body was tired, but my brain was not. Yeah, after yeah, the no, whole weekend, I'm I'm right there with you. It does uh, th- those races and just like stuff like that kind of unlocks a little bit, like in your mind. But then also we, uh, you know, it's part of those things, or you know, whenever we're scheduling a trip or whenever you schedule a big event, you're kind of like you get to that point and you don't really think beyond that. But then it happens and it's overnight. Oh crap! Like I've got to figure out we've got stuff happening. I've yeah. got work. I've got, we've got plans this day. We've got another thing this weekend. And so you got to like really kind of celebrate it, enjoy it, in which we, we did our best yeah. and kind of gather our thoughts. And then it's back to reality. For sure. Yeah. And that's, uh, that's kind of why we are recording this at 1030 at night on a Tuesday is because it's still somewhat fresh, but we have had some time to kind of re gather our thoughts, but also, you know, we want it to be timely uh, to where, you know, Wednesday passes, Thursday passes, we get to the weekend and maybe it's not the same as it is with it being so fresh. So yeah. that's why we are doing it now. And I say we just jump right into it, kind of how the day started, where where we left you off. We, we go to sleep. We got about four hours of sleep, but I felt like it was actually decent, all things considered. Hmm. Slept really hard. Uh, there was a lot of ruckus in the hotel, like you could hear people all night, but... I mean, I felt like we were both fairly unfazed, woke up refreshed and ready to go. Would you say the same? Yeah, I would say it reminded me of like, there's a few things that I compare it to, like that feeling of you don't really know what, like care what time it is. You're just up and you're like, okay, like something's happening today. Like, I don't know, like an early Chiefs game tailgate or something. You're just like, I don't care that it's 5 a.m. Totally. Um, Or like Christmas morning. 
or like just something like that. You got to get to the airport at four thirty yeah. in the morning to catch your flight to. Yeah, it's a like it is what it vacation. is or whatever. Yeah, yeah, no. But I, like waking up for work like at not a as decent easy. time is like not as easy. <laughs> but yeah, no. So I agree with that. That yeah. Yeah, so we get up at one a.m. You know, throw on a little Paul Paul Cawthon, get the get the vibes going real good mm-hmm. in the morning. You uh, were a lot more like pumped up I was, than I was, though. I, I was trying to force it, but I knew it was going to be a long day. You know, it's it's uh, what do they say? It's a, a marathon, not a sprint. Yeah, <laughs> in many ways. But uh, no, we uh, we got up in, in the morning, got feeling. You know, took the uh, shower kind of got everything packed around, loaded the car, loaded the truck, and drove over to the uh, race site, the Goats race site, which was at Cunningham Lake in Omaha on the north side of town. And we were, it was like a five-minute, 10-minute drive from the hotel to there. So we get there, and it's about 2.15. We pull up to line. We were a little unsure, you know, fully of, like, we've never done this before, so we weren't sure, like, exactly what entrance to go into and what would be open, what wouldn't. And uh, lo and behold, the gate was locked when we show up. And so we're both just like, oh, my gosh. But there are, you know, there are 20 other cars in line. Yeah. So we were not alone. Yeah, and we weren't, like, the first ones up to the yeah. gate. So there were other people when we're like, oh, well, everyone's going to be late together. Yeah. And somebody like bust out an axe and <laughs> smash. Yeah. The- some guy like literally grabs an axe from his trunk. Yeah. And, and everybody and just, just sprints to the, we're like, what the heck? Everybody's back there clapping. You know, it's, it's 2 a.m. It's 2.15 in the morning. I yeah, think everyone was delirious. Yeah. Everybody just clapping. Woo. And kind of, it kind of was like one of those things where, you know, you kind of jog your mind a little bit, but then it's also, damn it. in a very short period of time. I'm taking off to run 50 miles. Mm-hmm. And so uh, we get to the starting blocks, if you will, uh, 3 a.m. You know, I've, I've got all the gear on. I've got all my food. I've got my drop bag. I'm feeling pretty ready to go. But at the same time, I've never done this before. So there was, there was so much uncertainty heading into this to where I – uh, I mean, you just have like a million things going through your mind. Did I pack enough of this? I think I talked about that on the first part of this podcast. But, yeah, a lot was going through my mind as we get there. It was really cold. I think I yeah, will drink coffee cold. next time yeah. instead of like a green, you know, pre, pre-race workout type drink. And, yeah, because it was really cold. I was, wasn't really anticipating that. And so that was chilly. And yeah, we get to the starting blocks. You're there. There's a hug and a kiss, and it like we were we were off. It wasn't the fastest start. One, I you know, it's a 50 mile race, so it's not like you're you know in starting blocks and take off like crazy. It was kind of like you know just like a slow saunter. Well, going. Uh, yeah. And then also everybody was being so polite. <laughs> it was it, really funny to watch, actually. Yeah, it was. There were like three of us that were there with a f- like family like member support. or someone like significant other in there and everyone was like spread out and it was like okay Here the lady go. was like three two one have a good day and everybody just looks at each other like okay all right no you go first it was yeah. it was the most midwest beginning to a race i've ever been a yeah. part of oh no you go f- oh no it's okay me no you and we eventually we did uh we did take off and as i go take off you go take a nap yeah because I, I was you kind for of, getting up at 1 a.m. That was awesome. I was, 
I loved standing out there with you, but you know, it's just like when I had my shorts on because I, well, I wore what I was going to wear, um, for my race. Yeah. And that wasn't like the original plan. Cause originally I was going to go back to the hotel room and like sleep for, well, let's see, you start at three, my race is at eight, wanted to be there at probably at like seven ish. So like four hours I was planning on like ish sleeping. But like we said, the hotel, which I don't know if we'll ever agree on, like who exactly was the one to make the decision on the hotel. But we were done with the hotel when we left at one thirty in the morning. I to say the least. Yes, but anyways, um, yeah. So no, I was like, I'm not going back and sleeping there by myself. So um, I just like wore whatever I was going to wear for the race. Um, then so anyways, I was in shorts. And it was cold. So when you took off, I like took off back to the car and yeah, just kind of set my alarm and put, um, I did not have a blanket in there. So I put a sweatshirt over (laughs) my legs and, um, yeah, just kind of curled up in the car and it was actually really, um, I mean, it was not that bad. It was kind of cool too. Cause like I would keep like waking up and I'd be like, oh my gosh, what time is it? Is Michael gonna like be coming back around like I didn't know how long it was gonna take you or anything so I debated like going to the start and finish and but yeah no I woke up at 7 a.m and got myself ready so and we we had planned on I I told you I was like I may text you because I was gonna be running slow enough that you can kind of text yeah and I I was like maybe I'll call you at some point just to kind of let you know how it's all going but my hands were like they were frozen I could Mm -hmm. not uh, I could not text or really do much with with my hands so that was that was out of question plus my phone was getting zapped with how cold it was and then um yeah that oh and you're also going to try to keep tabs on you know that like how everybody's pace was doing but there wasn't like a really good website to be able to like a tracker or something yeah there wasn't really a tracker to be able to do that so and we we just didn't know what to we didn't know what to expect yeah so that was kind of is as it is. So, all right, we're, now we've kind of gone timeline, and we'll kind of stick with timeline. But, again, this the race and the course, it's a 10-and-a-half-mile loop around Cunningham Lake. And so we'll kind of go through each loop. So, of course, I ran five loops for the 50-mile. Anna ran one uh, for her 10.5, which uh, it was actually 10.9. I know I stand she will by not let us forget 10.9. That. And <laughs> so whenever we get to, uh, we'll kind of begin with what I did when we get to when Anna's race begins, we'll go over her race and then kind of come back to where I was as she finishes. Cause there is some overlap in there, which made for like a really cool day. Mm-hmm. And Anna could kind of see how I was doing. And then I was able to kind of celebrate and embrace on some of her accomplishments throughout the day too. So, all right. So loop one, 308, we take off. It's completely in the dark. I've got the headlamp on. It's dewy. There hasn't been rain in Nebraska or Iowa in several weeks, or at least significant rain that like this is going to, or several days that it's going to really hamper the race. So uh, it was just dewy and cold and there was frost on the ground and, um, so yeah, we take off and just kind of like getting the body warmed up and trying to get, trying to get going. You have the, 
I have a sweatshirt on, uh, like a dry fit sweatshirt on, a hoodie on, or be, excuse me, a beanie, gloves, all that stuff. And my, my thought process was I'm just going to kind of settle in with like a group of people that look like they know what they're doing but aren't going too fast. And so I settled into a group of about five. Uh, there were two men, maybe three women, and then myself. And again, it's pitch black, so I really don't know uh, who everybody is or what they look like or where we're at at this point. But I kind of just uh, settle in, and I'm at the back of this group, and they're chatting. It's conversational pace, which was really nice. And my plan was to you know run when I could and then walk the hills, especially the first hills when you can't really see how big they are. So this group was kind of doing the same thing. So I was like, I'm in, I'm in the right spot. And the strategy along with the first loop um, or along with the, you know, walking of the hills was just to get through that first loop, you know, just finish it, you know, kind of experience what it's all like. You know, I didn't know what the markings were going to be, you know, make sure I'm turning left and right at the right times because they used uh, pink ribbons to kind of mark the spots, but then they also used reflectors, and the reflectors were actually really nice because you're, once your lamp, uh, headlamp hits it, I mean, you know exactly where you're going. You know, you, you move your head left and right to kind of find the reflector. You find it, boom, you're, you're on the right path. And it, there was some, like, glow-in-the-dark paint on the ground, too, that, that really helped. But all these th- things, because I'd never run – any kind of race before, uh, I didn't know. You know, I didn't know what to kind of ha- have my eyes on. So there was some un- uncomfortability with that, and so that's why it was really nice to kind of settle in. And I, I started talking to uh, some of the guys because the the three guys in this group, we kind of moved ahead and made our own group. And then it became just me and this guy named Andrew, nice nice guy from uh, from upstate Michigan. I learned his whole life story. And, you know, in an hour and a half of running together and we went back and forth, just, it was so cool. It's like that, this is like the only place you experience this is just having this conversation with a complete stranger and, uh, come to find out he, he finishes the race. I mean, maybe 20 minutes ahead of me and we were sitting on the same picnic table at the end of the race and I had no idea who he was. I had no idea, and you had to point out, like, hey, yeah. I think that's... Because you said something, about, I was like, oh, did you get his name? And you were like, yeah, it's Andrew. I was like, oh, cool. I was like, did you learn anything else about him or whatever? And yeah. he said, like, five kids. And I was like, okay, well, someone, like, right before you <laughs> yeah, had, like, literally, like, five children come up and, like, run down with it him. Was that, was that him? I was like, I bet that was him. Like, he's liter- literally sat at the picnic table at the Yeah. And you guys didn't say a word to it. Like, you didn't no. even, like, look at each other. I had no, I no idea who he was. It's so funny and so, And so I, you know, I see in the results that he, the only Andrew in the field had finished, mm-hmm. you know, one one space or one spot ahead of me. So uh, we connect the dots, and I assume that's him. I still really, really don't know. But um, anyway, we I, I get to the end of the first loop, mm-hmm. 10 and a half miles, which, you know, for a little perspective on this, uh, prior to Labor Day, I had never run more than a 5K. I may, may have gotten a four-miler in there at some point. Maybe in high school I accidentally ran more than four miles, but I, I really don't recall a time doing that on, on purpose. <laughs> and so, you know, I'm, th- this is like the longest really I've uh, – 
or one of the longest I've ever run. My longest training was 15 and a half. So, you know, I'm, I'm feeling really good at this point that I've completed one loop. I, my body feels fresh. It's really cold. And so I kind of go to that first transition. There's an aid station at the end of the loop. And then about, you know, halfway, uh, of at each loop. And so loop two begins and, uh, I, I lose Andrew. So it's just me, uh, on my own in the dark. And, you know, I just refilled my water, got a few more snacks. I had a couple protein bars in there. Uh, you know, I'm just, I'm hammering some, uh, you know, more hydration tablets, that kind of stuff. And, uh, yeah, just take off. And this, this loop was, was cool. Like it was just me in the dark by myself. And I'm just sitting here thinking like, this is exactly what I wanted, you know, the whole time. You sent out a text. Um, I remember like I woke up at 6am or whatever. And you sent like 15 miles in, um, like feeling good or whatever. Yes. And that was, I remember thinking like, okay, so he's done one and a half loops. Yep. And I, that was like the only text I could physically get out. Cause I was just like, I've got to get something out to Anna Yeah. because yeah. Thank okay. You. Going back on that. Jeez. There's some things I kind of forget about this. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, uh, kind of cruising along, just, you know, making sure I'm, I'm finding my spots again and kind of getting a feel of maybe how, you know, this is going to run throughout the entire day. Uh, I think we finished the first loop in like two fifteen. Something like that. So I'm kind of doing the math in my head of you know what kind of pace we're what kind of pace we're at and uh, how I'm feeling. So yeah, at a pretty good spot. But at the end of lap two, um, my my lamp dies. The sun's coming up and it's getting colder because you know at, at dawn is when it gets the coldest. And so uh, my my lamp dies and a group of guys pass me and. I was kind of like, man, this kind of sucks. Like somebody's passing me my, and it's only lap two. And I felt like I was in a, I didn't feel like I was that far ahead of anybody. So I'm like, am I running like 20th right now? Am I near mm-hmm. last place? Cause uh, 21 runners started this race, which wasn't a, a big field, but it was a, you know, a passionate one. And so, yeah, that, that was one of those things that just kind of, I, and Throughout the race, I kept having to remind myself I'm running my race. I'm not running anybody else's. I'm not competing against anybody else. I've got to do what I set out to do, and that's finish. And so a couple times, like in that moment, I had to kind of reset. Um, but, yeah, there's some beautiful moments as the sun's rising, and you know, you're on a lake, so the, you hear the ducks flying in and crashing into the water as they kind of settle in for their day. And, uh, man, yeah, just some, some really – like the fog was lifting up over the lake – and, you know, as you breathe, the, you know, the fog from your breath, you know, starts to build. And there, it's just a mix of all that with the sun rising. And I, I took a couple moments in, uh, definitely on, on loop two. And it was really fun because as we get to the end of loop two, you know, running through the woods, uh, get, to the, get to the start finish. And it's about 7.30 at this time. And so this is right as Anna is about to take off. So all morning there's been nobody around. And at this point you're finishing loop two. And there are all these cars, yeah. all these people, all this excitement and buzz. 
and we're like 20 miles into this day. Yeah. But we're not even halfway, you know, at this point, and you're ready to go. And so that was kind of fun for me is like I got to kind of re repack, refuel, talk to you a little bit about some stuff and, I, you know, yes, kind of send you on your way. I start loop three at about 7.30, I think, and uh, leave you to, to get ready for your race. And I think at this point, I, I want to kind of turn and take a break on what I'm talking about and go back to you, babe, and just, like, talk about your race because yeah. at 10.5 or 10 at, at, at 8 a.m., yeah, <laughs> you get – you're set off at, for a 10.5, which ends up being a 10.9, which is amazing. And yeah, just kind of tell me about as you get to the starting line and maybe some of those experiences and then, yeah, take us, take us through your race. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I kind of, it was like, there was a little bit of an awkward, like I woke up at sitting in the car <laughs> at seven and you're seeing like people like rolling in like cars and stuff. And so I'm kind of sitting there. I mix up my little, like, pre-workout thing and kind of I ate my breakfast. And it was just kind of like, okay, when do I go out? And, like, it was cold, um, like you said. And I'm just, like, always cold. So I didn't really want to go out and, like, socialize too early in the cold. Um, so, yeah, I went up there. And everyone was kind of, it was just like so chill. I don't know what I was expecting, I think. But yeah, so like I've only done like the bubble run and the color run. And I think that's really like just kind of those fun type deals like with my cousin and stuff. Um, and so like this seemed really serious to me. So just like out of my league a little bit is how I felt. Um, so that was like my, I would say I was anxious like a little bit and kind of like felt awkward about how it was going to start and like that many people because there was like a decent amount of people because for the 8 a.m. start it was my one loop and then there were people doing two loops so what like 20 miles and then people doing three loops which would be the 50k so that'd be 30 miles. So everyone that was doing all three of those um, started at 8 a.m. So you didn't, like, really know, like, who was doing what. And I don't know, which it doesn't matter. But, um, and, yeah, so everyone was just kind of, like, there, like, filling up their waters. Not a lot of people were, like, really, everyone was just kind of, like, hanging out by themselves. And then it was, I liked that I was able to see your, um, like take off or start because I did like ease a little bit of the like okay it's just gonna be kind of like go mm -hmm. but it was exactly like that they played the Star Spangled Banner oh nice so we all stood there and did that and then it was just kind of like okay let's go and it was like I don't know I hate starting to run like all together in a clump like that like everyone's just like on top of each other and, I mean, with the trail run, like, it's, like, you're on, like, a trail. Like, it's, obviously, it's small and narrow and, like, curves. And if you, like, hit the wrong spot, you'll run into a tree or, like, fall into a hole or something. So it's just, like, weird. Um. So, yeah, that was kind of different to start 
running around with a bunch of people. Um, and then somewhere along, I don't really know exactly like how long it took, but like pretty quickly after everyone, I'm, it just like everyone kind of dispersed a little bit. Like everyone kind of got in their own little areas. Um, and I loved it. I think that, um, yeah, I don't know. It was really interesting because I feel like, well, and I was anxious about the route and the terrain that I didn't know. And it just kind of, I don't know really where my mind went, but it was just like, okay, this is fun. And I um, appreciated like the group, appreciated the kind of like everyone was so positive around. I feel like everyone was like, if you passed them, they'd be like, good job. Or, you know, like it was just like, that was how everyone was. Um, so yeah, I don't know. And I feel like once the halfway point came, cause what at halfway it was like, they called it church. Yeah. The runner's church. Yeah. So I, kept, I don't know. I was expecting, I don't know what I thought it was, but yeah, it was just like a little, um, I like the five mile mark. A little shelter. A little, yeah. Shelter. Mm-hmm. And, um, there was at one point like there by there, there was this guy with like a megaphone. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like a, like a. The volunteers were so <laughs> The volunteers so great. were so cool. Oh, my gosh. There was a guy with a megaphone, and then there was... The like Vuvuzela, a, yeah. Yeah. Like a... Yeah. Yeah. Just, like, people playing instruments. Like, it was so cool. And it just made you, like, I don't know, a little pep in your step. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. So that was, like, the halfway point. And I was like, okay, that kind of came, like, a little bit... I mean... It, quicker than what I thought I think I just worked myself up so much so it came a little bit quicker and it's feeling good it was beautiful around like there were certain bends like I'm trying to think about where it would be um but yeah like where you'd come up over the hill and it would just be like the trees and the fall colors and it just was so beautiful so you just kind of like look around um, I did like about twist my ankle, I think maybe 50 plus times because <laughs> I don't know. There were just like a lot of. It was little, it was a rough terrain at some yeah. points and they would mark the little tree stumps that had been cut because it was a lot of the trail had been fresh cut yeah. within the last like week or two. Uh, and they would, you know, do a little pink glow in the dark spray paint. Yeah. So you could kind of see it, but also, you know. When your know. legs are just like when going you're, too, you're kind of like, Whoa. yeah. And all of a sudden, you, I, and which I don't mean to interrupt you, but on lap one, when I'm running with Andrew, I completely biffed <laughs> it. So this yeah. dude was telling me, he's like, yeah, that, this is actually like my 50 mile train. This is my second one of the week because I'm training for the 100 miler coming up. I'm like, oh my gosh, this guy's a, this guy's a stud. <laughs> and so, you know, trying to like somewhat be impressive and I, I fall barrel roll pop up. I was like, Hey, I'm officially a trail runner now. (laughs) Cause once you fall, that's when you know, he's like, yeah, if you don't have like tears in your clothes and this, this, and this, you're not really a trail runner. So So that reminded me of that. (laughs) Gosh. Yeah. No, I mean, totally. It, I'm actually shocked that it's in it. I didn't. So wait, does that mean I'm not? Uh, no, I just, I just think that means, uh, catch yourself there. (laughs) You're, uh, you're super talented. Yeah, that's what it is. You have really incredible balance. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, that 
And like also like what you said, it was like slip like there were some slippery parts. Mm-hmm. Um but I had my new trail shoes that I was just like absolutely loving. Um and they are like they were perfect. Um but yeah, so then I don't know. So part of the trail, which I'm sure you'll talk about this too, but they would like weave it in and out of like kind of like cement trails that are new, like the bike, like new bike trails that they had. Um, and that was kind of interesting because it was like we'd be on like the very much like in the woods, that sort of running like what we're used to with um, like what we've been doing lately. And then you'd pop out and you'd be like on cement for a quarter mile or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you'd go back up and then you'd be in like a field that was like, it's almost like hay type grass. Mm, yeah. Um, so yeah. Which it, those ones I feel like were, that those trails were like made by their four wheelers or something. Yeah. So like it would be like, like unofficial for, trails. For people that have been around farms and stuff like that, it is just a path for, you know, the truck or the, you know, some sort of m- machine that, typically drives through there. So it's, that's uh, a definitely a trail, but the root, like the roots are there. Yeah. So you have, you have the, it's deep on a couple sides and then in the middle, it's kind of flat, but also not. And then the grass around there had kind of grown up and it was like, it was almost like jumping up and grabbing your feet. That was like so it was, my least favorite part. Like but, that was so annoying. And I feel like that would like pop in and out. I would rather, it would go for me. I would go like wood trails like or like um, you're in the woods running on the trails. Like that's my yeah. favorite. And then I would take running on cement over the like that what stuff. you just described. Yeah, it was brutal. Yeah. But anyways, um, and then all of a sudden I came around the corner and it was done. And <laughs> I was just like, I don't know. I can't even a lot of people. OK, so I'll go back like, yeah. I noticed um, basically everyone was, like, walking the hills. Um, so I kind of, like, followed suit to that. Um, and that was, I mean, there were a few at the beginning that was, like, just running because that's what how we've trained. And then I kind of followed some people's leads on the last ones. So that was like really interesting to see people's approach with that. Um, and yeah, so then came around the corner and then I was done and they were really nice at the end. They had a cowbell or whatever, like whenever anyone was running down and you run through like these flags type deal and they give you your little, I mean, it's a wooden medal is what yeah. we got, but really our cool. little award medal um and then you were there which I thought was like so fun I didn't know for sure if you would be or not um but you were you were like refueling and yeah that was just it was so much fun I'm glad I did it and I do feel like I want to do like more next time because I feel like I could no that's so I was kind of like oh my gosh no doubt I, you were itching for another lap. I kind of (laughs) was. Yeah. Yeah. But no, I'm glad that 
I mean, I started to feel like a little weird in some places, but like my body, but yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, then like seeing you at the end was super fun. Like seeing you at the start and at the end and then everything in between was just like, there was not a negative about it. So, and I feel like that maybe it's all in like mindset or whatever, but I was just happy to be there. Yeah, you took a, a great approach and so proud of you for how, how far you've come first off, but then also just the the way in which you ran that race and the meaning behind of what you ran it for and the um, the purpose of which you ran it for. It wasn't, you know, a, you know, you chasing a certain, you know, calorie mm-hmm. or a certain step or yeah. a certain this or that to hit a diet. It was, or anything like that. It was literally just because you loved it and, yeah. and you loved being in the, in the woods and all that stuff. And at the end, we did kind of set up a thing where we're going to ask each other three questions. So Anna wrote three questions. I wrote three questions. And we're going to ask each other them. Uh, at the end, so we'll we'll tie back to a little bit of uh, Anna's race here in a second. Does that sound good? Perfect. Okay, cool. So, yeah, you you finish your race, and as I'm f- finishing loop three, so we kind of need to go back to the beginning of loop three for me, because I left uh, after you know 20 miles, at, uh, about 30 minutes before you started. So. Um, kind of in my mind, I'm like, I'm going to see Anna at some point on this loop. And I, I was just kind of assuming that. But I was also like, if I don't, that means my timing is probably pretty good. And um, so th- there was a little bit of that. It's like, ah, if I see Anna, that'd be awesome. But also, I hope it's re- if I do, it's really late in this mm-hmm. or, you know, it's towards towards the end. Uh, and yeah, I'm feeling good and we're, and I'm seeing the trail for the first time. So some of the stuff you're talking about, like experiencing, you know, this trail for the first time, I kind of was too, you know, seeing what it was, seeing what it was like. And, um, you know, there's, you know, there are some of those bluffs, like you you were saying, you kind of come around and you see the lake and then you're run over a couple of different bridges. There was like the terrain where you're running through a lot of pine trees, which was a surprise. So you have the pine needles, which are loose. You have the traditional woods, which is, you know, mud packed or dirt packed with leaves and stumps and all that. There's a little bit of gravel. There's about a mile stretch of concrete, which you kind of liked. I absolutely hated. Mm-hmm. And I was like, run. I at one point was just like, I'm done with it. I'm going to be running in this side on the grass because the concrete was destroying my knees. And so uh, you have that, uh, or yeah, so you kind of talked about that. And then what was the other thing that, the other kind of surface? Oh, the farm, kind of like the farmed uh, surface where it was, you know, where people had driven vehicles and the ruts and all that stuff. And I'm telling you what, like, it was so hard and really, really hard on your knees because you can't, you, every time your foot hits the ground, you know, your foot's hitting at an angle. Yeah. And so that means your knee is kind of twisted in some way. So you just had to find the most like perfectly straight, even spot that you could each time. So you're literally looking at each step just to make sure it's okay. And you look up and you haven't gone that far. (laughs) Uh, And and it's so important too, because like, you know, where I'm at, you know, this is 
you know, my loop three, that's 20 miles through 30 miles. So my legs are really starting to hurt. Like I'm starting to really feel it. So, you know, any twinge in my knee or my foot or ankles or anything like that, that, that was starting to play a little bit of mind games on me. And it really, really started uh, to kind of, kind of pick up at the end. Uh, laps six through eight, uh, six through eight or nine. That was that terrain that we were kind of talking about. That's like by far the toughest. And so, yeah, I'm in like a huge rut right now, uh, mentally, physically, all this stuff. And, you know, I was only able to really move so fast. And this is probably what, 28, yeah, 26, 27, 28 miles in is kind of when all the, this feeling started to come, come in. And I start thinking about like, how slow can I go? And still finish the race. And like in my mind, it just like wasn't adding up. And I don't know if it was just me being super bad at math or if it was just, I, I don't know, but it just nothing was adding up uh, or me just being in my own head. Uh, and then there's also a 14 hour cutoff time um, for the whole race. So uh, you had to finish within 14 hours, which. Right, yeah, fourteen hours. Yeah, it's fourteen hours. Gosh, trying to get everything together. No. Yeah, so it was it was fourteen hours, but then there's a final loop cutoff. So if you weren't hitting certain times throughout the day, before you took off for the final loop, they could pull you, and they had the final decision on that. And so I didn't want to miss that either, because I was like, if I can get to lap, if I can get to loop five, I know I'm going to find a way. Like I'm, <laughs> I will book it to finish in this, you know, final you know, in this under or under 14 hours. Uh, but anyway, I was just going to kind of at this point, keep pushing as fast as I could go, but it just like, wasn't really that fast. Plus I was like still freezing and you know, it's still before nine, you know, still before 10 AM or whatever. And so my body's incredibly cold and it's mile 26 mile 27. And my, my legs still aren't warm at this point. But, uh, again, my mindset was just get to the end of this loop, you know, run the final stretch in the woods, reset at the aid, aid station, and get back out there. And so I finished at the – I finished. I finished a little bit before you, which, Anna, we didn't bring up. You ran a two-hour and four-minute, ten-and-a-half. Yeah. Yeah. So get that out there. Mm-hmm. So that's awesome. And Which was – what, oh, like yeah. whatever that means. You were like right I was pack. like six out of, I think it was like 14. Wait, what? No, I wasn't. No, no, no you're, was, you're like, you're like. <laughs> That's you. Yeah, you're like 26 no, was, out of 50. Right? I was going to say, I was, um, oh my gosh, stop. I think I was like 16. Okay. Well, out of 33. Yeah, it was. That, that's where the six came from. I was just pretending to be you. You were, you were like right in the middle of the pack, which is. Which is very cool. Yeah, whatever. And I don't so, need to look, yeah. And anyway, but it was, yeah, it's two hours and four minutes, <laughs> like, which is really cool. And so that was like, I was like, I ran about a two and a half, two forty five on loop three. So again, that's starting to freak me out because two and a half, two forty five. I'm like, I don't know if I can go any faster the rest of the way. So trying to add it all up. I mean, I could get it done, but it was going to be tight and I didn't want to get cut off. So anyway, 
yeah, I, I finish and, you know, I'm chatting with you, which, uh, was good, but you know, at that point I, I wasn't, I wasn't doing great. Yeah. Would you say that? Yeah. You, yeah. You didn't seem very optimistic. So yeah, I kind of, yeah, I got some, yeah, I, I was nervous because I was, you know, fading, uh, but I made up these wraps. It was a sweet potato almond butter wrap, and I sat down and ate it. Uh, I had some more water. I had the Theragun there. and just tried to, like, wake up my legs a little bit, try to warm up my body a little bit. I'm, you know, continue to pound those amazing grass hydration tablets, and I'm like, all right, a uh, second one's going to come. And so I get out there, and you know, maybe two miles into loop four. So, you know, you know, mile 32, 33 was by far like my darkest moments. Um, I was really, really sad. And I, I wasn't very optimistic. You know, I'm starting to kind of feel emotional because this is something I really, really wanted. I really wanted to find a way to finish. And I was at lap 32, 33, 34. Like that's, more than I've ever run in my life. That's twice as much as I've ever run in my life in one, one straight time. So yeah, there's some, you know, thing in there where, where it's cool, but that's not what I wanted to do. That wasn't what I set out to, to do. And I'm taking these videos on the GoPro and I do one and it was, it was just pathetic. I'm, I'm talking about how not optimistic I am and all this stuff. I'm like, that is the mindset that's going to get me in trouble. Uh, the rest of the way. So I turned the camera off, turned it back on, and then basically said to my GoPro that I was going to find a way no matter what, find a way. And that was a mantra that I kind of stole from the mayor of Minneapolis, uh, Jacob Fry, and he's big into mantras and, you know, he has needed some over the last uh, two years being mayor. And, you know, that was something that kind of, stayed with me hearing him say that. And so I, I stole a little bit. And so I just started, started kind of telling myself that. Just find a way, Michael. Find a way. Find a way. And I uh, about, you know, mile 34, I'm running along uh, kind of a long straightaway that's on gravel. I see off in the distance there's this woman running. And I'm like, all right, like keep her in your sights. Try to maybe track her down if you can. But, yeah, just, like, try to catch up to her. Um, but at least keep her, you know, kind of within arm's distance because that'll just keep – that means you're moving forward and not not falling backwards. And she kind of goes a little bit slower up a hill, stops at a, you know, a water place, has a little bit of water, and I eventually catch up to her, and I'm just kind of chatting with her and just telling her, like, my legs are dying. She's, you know, we're sharing stories from our 34, 35 miles in. And she was like, you know, have you, have you hit the salt yet? And I'm like, what? Hit the salt? I'm like, what could hit the salt mean? I'm like, is that a dance move? <laughs> hit the salt. Oh, my <laughs> you like sound, You like the sound effects? Yeah. No, I was like, hit the salt. You know, what, what do you mean? I'm like, I'm taking these hydration tablets. I got a bunch of sodium. And she's like, she's like, no, you need like, pickle juice you need to take a couple shots of pickle juice or have some pickles and I'm, I'm I was like I've heard of this you know I, I I got you and so just talking to her and whatever I've I start to kind of 
don't know, feel better. And so I start kind of, we're running side by side, but I kind of am like running at a little bit faster pace. And uh, she's like, all right. She's like, I can't run at this pace. I'm going to kind of back off. You're running a little faster than, I, than I'd like to. I was like, all right. Uh, well, thank you for the advice. I really appreciate it. And I'm still thinking, what am I? I'm going to go take some shots of pickle juice at the next mm-hmm. aid station, which was like about a mile away. And so I knew I could get there. I knew I could get to the next aid station. And I'm starting to kind of, I'm maybe about 10 steps ahead of her. And she like shouts, hey, by the way, my name's Brooke. And at that moment, I was like, this is exactly what I needed Mm because my sister's name is Brooke. And there's just these moments out on the trail that happen for you. And you just know that there's there's a sign out there. Mm -hmm. And so I was, this is a sign. Here we go. So I get to the aid station. I take two shots of pickle juice and I literally felt a jolt of energy. It was unreal. It was like nothing I've ever experienced before from ultimate darkness to feeling great. And I fly through laps 35 and or through miles 35 and 40. I mean, as strong as I felt, I felt like I was going fast at least. Um, And yeah, so just, just chugging along and, and it's through that tough terrain, you know, those, you know, Mm -hmm. six through nine of each loop. And I get to the aid station, which you're there cheering me on and so I've completed 40 miles at this point. Yeah, you have one more. And I have one more. I'm like, hey, I've got to go. I, like, give me give me another wrap. I'll I know. I was, like, trying to socialize. Yeah. And you're like, I got to get back out there. <laughs> I was like, this is as good as I felt. I'm going to try to capitalize on it. So hydration tablets, a couple more shots of pickle juice, bartender, here we go. Yeah. Slam them. And then I have my, my wrap, and I start walking with the wrap to keep the legs warm i get like halfway through the wrap and i put it in my pocket Ew. and then oh my god don't worry about that and so i i take off and yeah the first three or four miles i was feeling unbelievable and then i start to lose it you know i ran eight nine miles as strong as i ran any you know back-to-back mile stretch the whole day and it was miles you know 36 through you know, 44 or whatever. So feeling, uh, feeling fine. Uh, but from there, it was just, you know, each time I was kind of telling myself, all right, just finish the loop. And then we move on to the next loop because you can't think about it, but I don't have that next loop. So then it was for me, right. Make it to that park bench. And then I believe I can get beyond it or make it to that tree or make it to the top of the hill. And then just, I just kept setting like markers in my mind to try to get past it. And then I did uh, have a woman who had passed me, and I come to learn at, at the end she was running the 50K, but I thought she was running the 50 mile. So I was like, oh my gosh, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to have another person pass me. Cause I was like, when I was running at my strongest, I, I was kind of thinking I had passed a couple people at the aid station. And so, and I was counting in my, you know, just like a quick, okay, six, seven, like, okay, that, that definitely is going to put me up into at least the top 15, maybe, you know, in that top 10, even like with this, with this number, I'm, I'm in top 10 at this point. So I'm gonna try to maybe pick off some people along the way, if I can find them. Well, then somebody passes me. And so we're kind of like going back and forth. You know, I, I track her down and then she'd come back and we're kind of going back and forth for the, for about five miles. Every once in a while we'd, just exchange pleasantries. 
And then uh, that was like really nice to kind of keep the mind off the pain. And, you know, uh, just like you said, you're moving along and all of a sudden you get to that final mile, mile and a half stretch, which is all in the woods. It's all like the terrain that we have been training on at Browns Woods and at Sycamore. And it was just anytime I was in there, I was flying. So I passed her right before, like as we entered the woods, because I was like, hey, I'm I'm going. And I slid in there and I took off and I'm looking at the clock. I'm like, I can actually finish this in under 12 hours, which I was like, that'd be kind of cool, you know, and finish it in uh, sub 12 hours. And so taking off and come around the corner and I see them ringing the bell and turn down the hill and make my way to the finish and completed the 50 mile race. And it was, uh, it was, it was unreal. Uh, I had a lot of you know people texting me throughout the day. I, I was seeing them, seeing the text messages and then, you know, just having your support throughout the race, it was pretty special. Yeah. <laughs> it was it was a lot of fun. And it was really special to see and be there for. Everybody everybody that was there was it was cool. So um there were before we get to the final questions, uh there are a couple of points that I just wanted to make along the way that are like trail moments that can only happen when you're doing this stuff and you just feel like the world is really cheering you on. It just these were sent to me throughout the throughout the day. Uh, the race it started at three oh eight because it was so late because the gate was locked. It starts at three oh eight, which was the exact same time of night or the exact same time in the morning that I was born. Which three oh eight a.m. like not very often do you hit that time or you wake during that time, mm-hmm. and so it's just always been kind of a fun time for me. Whether it's uh, you know your on vacation and you stay up a little bit until 308 or whatever, you know, or on your birthday, you get, you know, family calls you or text you at 308. Yeah. Uh, so I was like, okay, this is kind of cool. And then, uh, you know, the pickle juice moment where Brooke uh, sends me a message, tells me uh, that I need to hit the salt. And then another moment I was feeling, I remember feeling pretty good, not great, but I, and I really don't remember what loop it was, but I was moving along and, a guy passes me and like everybody on the trail just, hey, good job, way to keep it up. And this guy, yeah, he's flying. So I think he was on a you know, 50K. And uh, he looks back and he's like, hey, good job, you know, keep it up, keep grinding. And he's like, wait, admire? He's like, go Drake. And then just took off. I was like, that's really cool. I said, go dogs, right back at him. And, uh, that's all I know of this person, but it was, it was kind of a... Who you? Kind of a cool moment, but <laughs> that's where we are. Okay, so um, I know it's <laughs> it's late, so we probably need to get to these questions and wrap this up. It's already a, a super long podcast, but um, do you want me to ask you your questions first, or? Um, sure. Okay, I'll ask you questions first. So I have three. Okay. Um, what was your biggest fear coming into the race? Um, I think, and I know I've t- like said this already, but it's just is what it is. Um, I think the anxiety or, like, just the anxious feeling of not knowing, like, the terrain or, like, where I was. It was a whole different state. Um, I'm just very stuck in my routine sometimes. So I think just the unknown of it, 
like the first time and the unknown and like I don't know why that's scary to me but it was I thought you did awesome um running wise yeah how did you get from hardly finishing a 5k loop just a couple months ago to running 10.9 miles and also for those this is your 10th or this is your third 10 mile run since Labor Day yeah because you had actually done two other training routes that hit 10 miles so yeah that's in a short amount of time you've really expanded what like your capabilities which is cool yeah um how'd that happen so I think it was really just me finding something that I actually enjoy um and like really focus it like I think it's turned into something kind of more like spiritual for me too um like I that is my time to go out and I listen to my like Christian music the whole time and um I don't know I really I am big on praying and that like the whole time for me I feel like I um that just is like a special way for me to connect in that way and then out in nature. Um, and then it's just like really from there turned into so much more for me other than kind of like you touched on it with um, like, oh, you weren't trying to hit like a certain calorie thing mm-hmm. or you weren't like that's kind of what working out always like, I don't know if it started that way for me, but anyways, for a long, long time working out was like just basically – like calorie based or yeah, like you said, step base or, you know, just kind of those kind of things. So for this, it's like, I literally go out there because I just really enjoy it. So then it's not even like a thing. Like it's more just, yeah, it's, it's more of a challenge for myself. Like instead of, I don't know, trying to be uh, something on a Fitbit or something or whatever. Yeah, it's like healthy it just, in multiple ways. It's not just healthy yeah, it's for like your body, so but also like, for your mind. Um, exactly. Yeah. It is like a mind and body thing for me. So, yeah, I would say that that is exactly it. That's fantastic. All right, final, yeah. final question here. <laughs> Saturday was emotional. Yes, obviously, and all my tears. With just... The, the entire day, uh, especially being at the farm sanctuary, which, gosh, mm-hmm. so many times I've just thought about that day. I, I can't wait to get back. Um, how did the emotions just kind of all come together on that on that Sunday run? Yeah, I would say overall it was just like an overwhelming feeling, um, just like the whole entire day and weekend. Like I look back on it as just like overwhelming feeling of like, um, just like opportunities that were given and like being so thankful, um, for, I don't know. I just like for our health and for, um, everything that we're able to go out and experience and see and like maybe make little or big changes on. Um, I would say that was just like, both days I had overwhelming feelings of just like, um, 
yeah, just feeling like we are exactly where we are supposed to be right now. So that's so uh, that was going through my mind. Exactly that same line. Like it just felt each step of the way we were exactly where we're supposed to be. Yeah. Yeah. And, And that's, that's really, really special to have that feeling. Yeah. Because even Just like in the right spot, even with in everything. uncertain moments. I mean, we weren't really, you know, you know, Saturday when the kids got sick and there's all that stuff, and we could have just gone to Omaha, yeah, and been like, all right, well, maybe the five k just isn't in our. Maybe we just gotta Let's get there so we time. can really yeah. plan and save some time. Yeah, and but no, we we wanted to go experience that, so we did that, and I just felt like that's that was the right call. Yeah, and then we go run the race and th- we felt had a little bit of, uh, you know, uh, we, we just didn't feel like we fully belonged. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. there are these incredible ultra mar- ultra runners. Uh, neither of us had ever run any kind of race before. So we're like kind of, Oh yeah, we, we've, we've been training. <laughs> yeah. Here's what we've been doing. Don't make eye contact. Hit the salt. Don't uh, I don't questions. really know what that is, yeah. but, uh, and then, like, all these things, uh, is this where we start? Uh, what, what, what thing are we supposed to look for on, on turns to make sure that we're going the right route? Mm-hmm. I mean, we were asking some basic questions, like, are you sure you're ready to run 50 miles? Are you, sh- are you sure you're ready for this? Mm-hmm. No, they, they were all great. But, uh, yeah, and all those moments where there was some of that uncertainty, there was just never a doubt we were actually supposed to, like, that we were where we were supposed to be. Yeah. So that's, that's awesome. Yeah. All uh, right, do you want to fire yeah. some my way? Questions for you. Um, so I would say, what did you learn about yourself in your darkest moments that you had that you spoke about? Yeah, so back at the, you know, post 30, uh, really, yeah, 33, 34 mile. That's, that's where it really got tough. And, you know, I, I know that... Okay, um, trying to th- trying to kind of think through all this. I have always felt like I've had a really good work ethic. I've always kind of prided myself on somebody who works hard, uh, gets stuff done, kind of a grinder. You know, I'm willing to put in a 14-hour day working in television and athletics and broadcasting. You kind of always get to that point. Uh, or you kind of have to have that, I guess to have any type of success. Um, but what I what I noticed, and I'll kind of tie back here, is as I was running, you know, there's that 14-hour time cap. And I was like, okay, if I don't make the time cap, or if, I, if they pull me off because they don't think I'm hitting the right times to run this final loop, that's not really on me. You know, I've done what I can. That's their decision. And I was kind of passing the buck in my mind. It didn't didn't last long in my mind because I knew what I had to do on this day. And so I didn't allow myself to pass the buck. And, you know, sometimes I can say I've noticed that in my life, whether it's work or whatever. You know, if if something is in my control and it doesn't get done, that's on me. That, that has to be on me. Um, you know, if the editing 
software doesn't work. You know, that's a, that's a good out, but you got to find a way to get it done. If, you know, the, you know, somebody else didn't get you the right thing or the right support or, you know, Anna, if you weren't, you know, showing me the, or saying the right things on a certain day when I really needed it, or, you know, I, it just many, many things. I don't, I don't know if I have an, a perfect example right now, but I could easily in my mind say, yeah, well, because they did this, I can't do what I've been tasked to do. And uh, that's, that's something I really learned about myself. And that was, I thought that was challenging for me to, I, I didn't expect to learn that, you know, running. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's something I really hope to take from this. You know, I'm not going to say tomorrow I'm going to be the best. And I've seen, I've had a couple of examples, even just this week. It's like, oh, no, Michael, just you freaking do it. You got to do it. Um, so I, I really hope that I can bottle that up and continue to put that out there, uh, you know, continue to be better in that situation those scenarios moving forward. Yeah, that's really interesting. That that's like you weren't expecting to learn life lessons about yourself. No, and no, and there were there were plenty more. I mean, yeah, it was. You had twelve hours in your self time. Yeah, yeah, there were, yeah, there was a lot, and it, that was probably the the big one, um, which was which was cool. And then yeah, you just learn that anything's possible, and your body can do anything. And after you know ten miles everything hurts. So mm-hmm. you, d- you stop feeling the, the twinge in your knee that had been bothering you at other 10 mile marks, uh, throughout your training. But yeah, no, it's, uh, that was, that was like really the, the big one. And it was really exciting to, to finish and to work through that all in, you know, a, a 11 and a half hour day. Yeah. Well then like with that, at what point did you realize you were like going to finish? Yeah. So when I, when I hit the salt, and then uh, ran from 35 to 40 the way that I did through the hardest part. I mean, I, I was I was kind of booking it. And I'm going through that area that we said that sucks, and I'm just I'm bouncing in and bounce, bouncing through stuff. And hills, I'm like, oh, yeah, I'll walk it. But, uh, you know, this is a really good stride up this hill or looping around some trees. I, it was just like during that time I was like, I'm going to finish. This is going to be awesome. I have 15 miles to go. I don't want to get too excited, but this is this is it. Like I'm going I'm going to do this. But I still had 15 miles, so I was like, just don't like freaking step in a hole and don't twist get your ankle. Ahead of yourself. Yeah, don't get too far a- ahead of yourself. We'll need to figure out like something with the salt, like a dance move or something, or. Something. I, I think I can. I mean, Keep I've got that living on. I've got millions of dance moves. You we do can. like dirty martinis. There's a lot of salt in them. Maybe we should have. We should have cheers to that cheers tonight. To that. Um, okay. What my final question for you? Um, this is your final answer. Yes. What were your emotions when you did finally cross the finish line? Yeah, I mean, it was just an accumulation of everything. It was having your support there, just your love, and you sat there all day, and you drove, you got up at 1 a.m. with me, you competed, you did all, you did your thing, and then 
you stayed around and were there the whole time and, you know, the first person to greet me. And then, yeah, just people that were texting throughout the day and also just being like, hell yeah, like this is, this was awesome. Like it was so freaking hard. It was such a grind. My body hurts. This sucks. I put in a lot of hours in the woods, had worked out, you know, been working out really hard, been eating right. And yeah, yeah, we straight from a proper diet or, you know, have some drinks here and there, <laughs> whatever. Um, or a couple weekends we go hard, whatever it may be. But like during the week, we really hammer it down and like we've been able to progress. And it's just like, hell yeah, like all this stuff is coming through. And it's like, man, if we continue to line up all these moments where we know we're supposed to be, if you continue to stack those on top of each other, you're eventually going to get where you want to be. And that's, that was one of those moments where it's like, hell yeah, I feel like I'm just a step closer to where I actually want to be as a person. And mm -hmm. that was, um, that was pretty fun. It was emotional too. I mean, I, yeah. I was like, I was crying and, uh, just, I was just so happy that I did it cause I wanted it so bad. Mm -hmm. Everything kind of aligns. Yep. There's no doubt about it. So we, uh, we better wrap this thing up. Uh, my favorite question that I've been getting is like, oh my gosh, dude, like 50 miles. That's crazy. You're, you're nuts, man. What, what's next? What's next? And so I think we both said it'd be cool to do like a destination type thing. Yeah. Like go run somewhere, uh, whether it's, you know, do a, an, uh, some sort of a 20 miler in Colorado or Arizona or, whatnot. I don't, I don't have a 50 miler in mind yet. Cause I do, I would like to do one where it's like 20, where you can kind of enjoy it a little bit more. Cause this was just a complete mind. Like it was me versus my, my head. And I would like to do one where it'd be hard. It's, it'd be a challenge and all that stuff. But I'd like one where we can kind of. Yeah. Like I was ready to go get a drink after. Yeah. Oh <laughs> my gosh. Yes. Or something. I mean, we We're, did get, okay. So yeah. Sh shout out. We, <laughs> like we said, we were not going to stay the night. We thought for some reason it'd be a good idea to drive home after. But I mean, after the race, you were like, I don't want to sit in a car, which duh. So then we just got like a random hotel room, which was a lot nicer. And then we ordered um, Modern Love in Omaha. We spent way too much on the two of us. Um, and... It's so freaking good. Yeah, seitan chicken, you know, like. Oh, they did um, a bucket of bucket wings. Bucket of seitan wings. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. It was so and good. they also have cauliflower wings, too. Like, you could do that. Like, a bucket of cauliflower wings or that. We, I guess, Pasta, chose. Pasta, yeah. salad. The salad tasted really good. Hammered electrolytes, body armors, and Gatorades, and water, and... Yeah, oh, what was that thing that had? Mozzarella balls? Oh, yeah, mozzarella, mozzarella balls. Mozzarella balls. But, yeah, and, no, anyways, yeah. Modern Love is just so good. Yeah, it was great. Great refuel. And then yeah. and then we crashed, and then it was back to back to reality. So yeah. what's next? We'll, we'll, uh, we'll come up with something. Because I, I think I want to do I want to do a couple in between the next crazy thing. But, I uh, yeah, that was fun. Yeah. That was fun. So, all right, we'll wrap this up. Hopefully, you, everybody enjoyed this episode. I know... It was, Sorry, it was kind of long. It's kind of a long one uh, in total. So this is where 
it all concludes. <laughs> Until next time, thanks for joining us. Bye. Oh man, what a what a weekend, and we are back to reality. That's that's how it goes, right? Uh, as we've mentioned before, this is us sharing our story, and by doing so, we hope to show a little bit of maybe what's possible. You know, uh, whether it's eating a plant-based diet or taking on a new challenge or just living your life to the fullest or heck, maybe this is just an entertainment thing. I don't know. Maybe yeah, you find uh, an nice conversation entertaining. Yeah, maybe it's us showing, uh, you know, how we live as a married couple and maybe there's something you can take away from how we talk to each other. I, I, I don't know. Uh, but this is, uh, we're having fun doing this and so we're going to continue to do so. Uh, so, yep, that's that. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. Again, uh, our feedback is is motivating, but it's also crucial for us to continue to get better and continue to, to get you guys what you want to listen to. So, uh, we are housed on Instagram, but also you can email us, admirethevegans at gmail.com. Hit us up. As always, lead with your heart and eat plants.